Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Thanks for listening to the best of Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. This is the best of the Herd with Colin Cowherd on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, here we go on a vibrant Monday. Lots and lots to talk about. It's Los Angeles. Another wet, cold front coming in like the rest of the country. It's the herd, wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. What uh, Colin right, Colin wrong one hour from now. Plenty of both. A lot of stuff. What a fun weekend. I know it probably isn't healthy, but sitting on my couch watching college basketball from Friday afternoon until late last night as Gonzaga beat TCU in a very good game. I can't tell you the last time. I mean, during the NFL season, you and I, football season, you get a lot of that. But I just sat there, and I know college basketball, the high end, the NBA talent, isn't what it used to be. But um, And it's more of a defensive tournament. But, boy, the energy and the intensity, wasn't it great? Oh, unbelievable stuff, Coward. And, you know, at the risk of tooting my own horn, I'm leading two bracket contests <laughs> after the first weekend. And in the Fox Sports Radio talent pool, take a guess who's number one. Right here, baby. Well, it was a great weekend of basketball. Well, it wasn't great for me that way, but I got to start with this. Here's what's left. 11 conferences represented in the final 16 teams. That's pretty cool, but it goes beyond that. Forget the brackets for a second. Just let's talk parts of the country. The West, fans out West, Gonzaga's in it. UCLA is in it. San Diego State's in it. Let's go to the South. How about Arkansas? I thought they were dead middle of the season. Arkansas in it, Texas in it, uh, Tennessee's in it. Boy, did they have a second half against Duke. How about the Midwest? Creighton's around, Xavier's around, and Tom Izzo and Sparty are still alive. How about the East? Princeton, UConn. Just forget the brackets. Look, college football's never going to give you that. The one and done in the transfer portal. What you can you can complain about it and you don't like it and sometimes I think there needs to be guardrails, but it works for college basketball. I mean Princeton isn't lucky. Princeton's pretty good. I watch Florida Atlantic. They're talented. I watch San Diego State. Damn, they're good. I mean right now Gonzaga is a better basketball program than Kentucky, and San Diego State's better than arguably everybody in the Big Ten. Sorry, they are. With a transfer portal, you can make remake your roster in six weeks. Look what Arkansas did. You can go from wobbly to loaded in a couple of months. College football is more popular, and there's more professional bodies on the floor, but college basketball is endless hope. Arkansas is a great example. At one point, they were, what, 8 and 10 in the SEC. I mean, you have two losses by October in college football, Enjoy a second-tier bowl game. Not here. Eight and ten. Middle of the season for Arkansas. I watched them play Kansas. My takeaway was, I don't know. I think they're better. We have 16 teams left from 13 states. And you know I love my college football. 
But three states are overwhelmingly, and I can tell you who they are right now, control college football this year. One will be from Georgia, one will be from Alabama, and Ohio or Michigan. Take your pick. This year it may be Michigan. And, and it's March. And college football season doesn't start for six months. And I love the sport, but it's too regional. It's why over the last decade, the ratings have gone down. I don't know if it's the one and done. I don't know if it's the transfer portal. I had a blast watching this weekend. And I know the athletes are better now than ever. But if they're really good, they're off to the NBA. But there's just enough offensive talent and just enough talent overall to make it really compelling. I had a blast. College football now is the SEC Big Ten Invitational. Occasionally add in an Oregon or a Clemson or an Oklahoma. That's what it is. Again, I can tell you who's in next year's playoff, at least two to three of them. So complain all you want. You can complain in, about things in life or you can embrace it because most stuff, most cultures here, it's changing, adapt or die. I thought it was spectacular. Forget just the brackets, the East, the West, Plain States, Midwest. Uh, I thought it was absolutely fantastic basketball. I couldn't take my eyes off it. And it doesn't matter that Drew Timmy probably won't be a great NBA player. He's a great college player. And that's fine, too. All right, so this is interesting. You know, everybody wants to tell you how valuable they are, how important they are. And that's fine. We all should have a little bit of vanity. It's not terrible, right? I know they say pride before the fall, but it's okay. Feel good about yourself. But um, ultimately, you'll be judged. Your value as a professional athlete or an actor or uh, I'm going to see a movie premiere tonight. I never go see those things. Uh, Air, the MJ story, Matt Damon. And uh, your value is when you're on the open market. And isn't this interesting? According to Albert Breer, teams not, not in the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes are saying they would not give up a first-round pick for him. They would give up, the Jets would give up a second this year and then a conditional pick next year. Now think about that. Two years ago, Matt Stafford, with a losing record, went for two first-round picks, a second-round pick, and a Super Bowl quarterback, Jared Goff. Aaron Rodgers today. Second-round pick, maybe a third-rounder next year, conditional. Prickly, not committed, kind of old. If Patrick Mahomes was available on the market today, we were discussing this as a team this morning. I, I got five first-round picks minimum. Minimum in perpetuity until he retires. I mean, give him five first-round picks, thirds, fourths, and a player. I mean, good God, Tyreek Hill, a wide receiver, went for five picks. Christian McCaffrey, a running back that struggles to stay healthy, went for a collection of picks. I know, I know, I know. You think I'm picking on Aaron. This is what the market is telling you, and that's why Green Bay and the Jets are in a bit of a, a stalemate. It's because the Jets are like, we like him. We're not giving you a first-round pick. He doesn't commit to the offseason. We just watched him with young wide receivers. It wasn't great. We can't get him to really commit to us for anything beyond this year. You got to combine all this stuff. When you're talking about a guy's market, it's not just, well, a couple years ago he won the MVP. Is he committed? Is he healthy? Is he in good shape? Does he come into camp focused? Is he willing to go to OTAs with young wide receivers and young backs and a rebuilt offensive line? But it's very interesting. Tyreek Hill went for five picks, a wide receiver. Right now, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson would go for more than a first-round pick. And the word on the market with Aaron Rodgers, a first-ballot Hall of Famer, no argument, a second-rounder this year, and then we'll figure out if he plays next year, maybe a third. The market tells you what you're worth. I don't, and you don't. Mark Slarathon last week on the potential trade compensation for AR. I don't know that they want to make him suffer, but they definitely want to try to maximize the value. So then you have to ask yourself, what is the value? What is the value in regards to draft picks and potential compensation from that standpoint versus the value of just getting that number off your salary cap? And so, you know, I think the Jets are playing that game like, hey, dudes, you can't carry that number on your salary cap, so eventually you've got to make a deal with us, and we're not going to give you the capital that maybe the Broncos gave a 34-year-old quarterback in Russell Wilson last year. It's, it's very interesting. Uh, Lamar Jackson uh, today doesn't have much of a market. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have much of a market.
So make of it what you will. The market determines your value. I don't. The media doesn't. Second round pick. And maybe something next year if he plays. That's it. Um, so I, going back, Colin right, Colin wrong in one hour from now. Uh, going back to the tournament, I had Duke winning it all. But I, I, I did think one of the things I really liked watching this tournament is that the teams are younger than ever because obviously the transfer portal, guys moving around. And I think if you're Mike Krzyzewski and you're Jay Wright or you're Roy Williams and you're older, it's a lot uh, but I'll say this, and I'll say it about college football. I watched college football last year. I watched USC and LSU, Brian Kelly and Lincoln Riley, literally turn chaotic programs around in one season. And both LSU and USC got the offense right very quickly. It's very hard in college football to solve both sides of the ball in one transfer portal and recruiting class. Very difficult. But they both, Brian Kelly at LSU, big brand, USC, Lincoln, Roddy, big brand, they definitely uh, solve one side of the ball. But in college basketball, it's different. You get three really good players, like an Arkansas, you've solved everything. You can solve your guard. You can solve, I mean, I'm, I'm watching Tennessee beat Duke. Um, and, and by the way, I am for like Kentucky's model is go heavy, heavy, heavy into 18-year-olds and high school five-star. But last year, never forget that Kentucky won the national championship, and they had five-star guys, but their leading scores were a senior and two juniors. So Kentucky's got been, become a little bit of a turnstile, and what happens is you often have very young players playing against older players. So I, I'm watching like Texas this weekend. Texas got seniors. Texas has seniors everywhere. That's a big advantage when you're playing an 18 to 19-year-old and your guys are 22 and can push young guys around. Never forget, it's hard to win an, as good as the Fab Five was. It's hard to win a college championship with 18, 19-year-olds, and it's hard to win in the playoffs with 23-year-olds. As good as all these young guys are in the NBA, the history tells you old guys will – Boston, Milwaukee – you know, even Denver has got some veteran players. That's what wins in basketball these days. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The code is HERD, H-E-R-D. New customers can bet 5 bucks, get $150 instantly in bonus bets. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook and only with the code HERD, H-E-R-D. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. 
Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. One of the differences of college basketball, Michigan State, I think, shot 12% from 3-1. and one. Kansas State couldn't hit the broadside of a boat in the first half. I think they were over 12 on threes, and I think they... They led Kentucky. So in the NBA, it's very much driven by the three-pointer, not good or bad. It's just I, I I, tend to like layered basketball. I like having a classic big school, Drew Timmy for Gonzaga down low. I like that. But Kentucky's a fascinating story because last year they lost to St. Peter's. Now losing in the tournament, the great coaches of all time lost in the tournament a lot. Uh, Mike Krzyzewski, Roy Williams, Bill Self, it's okay. Last year they lost to St. Peter's. That's not acceptable for Kentucky. Uh, that would be Alabama, you know, 10 years into Nick Saban's reign, losing at home to Troy. He just can't do that. Um, so here are the teams that have made the Final Four since the last time Kentucky did. There's 18. Many of these are football schools. Auburn, Baylor, Duke, Gonzaga twice, Houston, Kansas, Oregon, Oklahoma, North Carolina, Michigan State, Michigan, Loyola of Chicago, South Carolina, Syracuse, Texas Tech, uh, UCLA. Can't wait for UCLA-Gonzaga. What a game that'll be. Villanova, Virginia. So there's a three-year trend for Kentucky, and they are um, underachieving is fair. Uh, I think it's temporary. Uh, They were the first to really embrace the one and done, and they deserve a ton of credit for it, and they had a lot of success. They did win a national championship, won, just won, but they still won, and they deserve credit for it. Then Duke came in, Kansas came in, and those guys have both won a title since. And it should be noted again, when Kansas won the title last year, their three scores, leading scores, were two juniors and a senior. Uh, I think Kentucky's in a weird spot where they're not quite sure what they are. Are they going to go back to the high school five-star players that's what I would do or are they going to do the transfer portal they could nibble at that but I would go back to what they do really well it's a great program I'd go back heavy to the high school kids Uh, some will be one and done not all of them will be but right now Villanova and Gonzaga I would prefer doing it that way I don't I don't want the drama I don't need five stars I don't like the turnstile uh, college programs like Kentucky I think it's harder to coach harder to create chemistry And, um, you know, Texas, their best eight players, six are seniors. I like that. Bigger, stronger, physical men, not kids. But Kentucky's had a great deal of success. I think they're trapped in the middle. Do they want to be a transfer portal team? Uh, That certainly works. Do they want to be a five-star, one-and-done program? They had great success with that. But um, next year, Kentucky's five best players, I looked this morning at recruiting, four of them will be high school players. That may be their best avenue and go very light in the transfer portal, make it a glamour program with the high school kids. But I mean, AT&T is doing a commercial making fun of Kentucky one and done. We can make fun of it, but they had a lot more success just doing that than what they are now. Here's John Calipari after. I understand what this program's about. And uh, I think, again... That's what makes it what it is, and that's why I tell players this isn't for everybody because the expectations are so high. And um, the same with coaching. It's not for everybody. This thing is there's, there's a high expectation level, and it is Kentucky. You put that on, the other team's going to play out of their minds, and they're going to play like they have nothing to lose. And that means you got to play that way. Yeah, listen, um, the reality is he's a great recruiter and a great salesman. He's always been fair to the media, sometimes feisty. I think he deeply cares about his kids. Uh, He's built this program up. Kentucky basketball can be a hornet's nest. Um, You know, with Duke, not that Duke is easy, but it's a small school. There's an academic lean. Uh, I always feel like it just works as a basketball school with its academics and its history. And everybody, the professors, the athletes, Everybody's all in. Uh, You know, Kentucky, you had Calipari this year sparring with a football coach. So I think it's a hard job. Uh, There's media swarming all over it. The expectations are uh, out of this world. But I do think they're kind of caught in a weird place. I feel like Duke, uh, Gonzaga, UCLA, um, I think they know what they are. And I I feel like Kentucky's got to go back to being sort of this glamour program with the high school stars. That's what they are. That's what they won with. I think he's a really good teacher. Uh, Whether he's the best X's and O's coach, I don't know. I'm not a coach. I don't know. I never think Kentucky's poorly coached. I've asked some coaching friends. They think Kentucky's well coached. Uh, So we'll see. But um, right now they're underachieving. And five years ago, they were the glamour program. So success is hard. There's animosity. Duke nibbled away at their success. And right now, 
um, you know, Duke's in a better spot overall as a program despite Mike Krzyzewski being gone. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Odell Beckham is denying that he wants $20 million. Uh, there was a story that came out a couple weeks ago, and we kind of rolled our eyes at $20 million. I would love to have OBJ on my team as a number two or a three receiver. He's as talented as a number one receiver. He's not Justin Jefferson. Uh, I don't think he's Jamar Chase, uh, Stephon Diggs, but he's really, really talented. I'd love to have him on my team. I would love to have him as a number two. I thought the Rams used him brilliantly. You had Cooper Cup as the volume wide receiver, OBJ uh kind of the burner up the field wide receiver van jefferson is a three use your tight ends mcveigh's offense matt stafford i thought it was great and he was having a great super bowl then you know he's 30 years old he's increasingly brittle uh, i'm not building my franchise around him but the 20 million dollars he is saying he didn't put that out there but he also had a tweet this weekend saying i think i'm worth more than four million dollars i actually think four to six is where the market is at um here's the problem um he plays a wide receiver. He plays a position that college football now gives the NFL more than any position in football. College football produces 20 receivers a year they give to the NFL. They don't, you know, there's maybe one great edge rusher a year, maybe two. There's two great quarterbacks. There may be two great left tackles, uh, four or five good running backs, very few great interior defensive linemen. Literally, college football gives the NFL 20 receivers a year and six or seven make big, big rookie impacts. So there used to be a term called diva wide receiver, and it's over. There's too many Devontae Adams and Cooper Cups. There's too many Mike Evans, Chris Godwins. There's too many guys out there. You, you get no drama. And I'm not anti-OBJ, but he comes with drama. Uh, I thought he did a pretty good job in Cleveland Came to L.A. He likes attention. That's okay. He's young. I get it. He makes a lot of money on Instagram and social stuff and shoe stuff. Totally understand it. But uh, I don't think he has much of a market. In 1995, Nebraska, the best college football program in the 90s, Nebraska had one wide receiver on the field most of the game. Now Alabama is a wide receiver school. Ohio State is a, is a wide receiver school. These programs that were known for defense and toughness and linebackers and corners and those are wide receiver schools. So I, you know, I think OBJ is absolutely worth something. Uh, but Kansas City got rid of their dramatic wide receiver Tyreek Hill, got five picks and won a Super Bowl with a bunch of number two and number three castoffs and a rookie wide receiver. Now it's Mahomes, I get it, but you start looking around the NFL, uh, not 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 been a lot of drama on Super Bowl winning teams. There's not a lot of drama. And I, I do think with OBJ, that's part of it. So you got the brittle thing, the drama thing. I think he works hard. He never gets tired. He's an unbelievably conditioned athlete. He can be spectacular. He's fast. But 30 brittle at the wrong position is not a place I'd want to be if I was uh, Odell Beckham. Uh, the other thing, speaking of wide receivers, um, I saw the Cowboys picked up Brandon Cooks. So th this story kind of cracked me up. So everybody's freaking out. So... Dallas uh, gave up a fifth and a six-round pick to get Brandon Cooks from Houston. That's what they got for Amari Cooper. I'd rather have Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper last year, nobody was watching. But Amari Cooper last year was sensational. Nine touchdowns, 78 catches. With Jacoby Brissett and a rusty Deshaun Watson. Amari Cooper last year was sensational. But they had to let him go because of the Zeke contract and because they overpaid Dak. So if you gave me this morning C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, and Dalton Schultz, that is an elite receiver tight end group. If you give me Brandon Cook, C.D. Lamb, and maybe Dalton Schultz, who may get an offer, eh, nothing special. So again, lesson learned hopefully for Dallas. I got nothing against Brandon Cooks. Uh, there's been some concern with concussions. He may retire very soon. This would be his fifth team in eight seasons. So, and, and what would worry me about Brandon Cooks, who bailed on him? Sean McVay bailed on him. Sean Payton bailed on him. Bill Belichick moved off him. Those are three of the, if you threw Andy Reid in there, arguably four of the best coaches in the last decade in the NFL. So I think Brandon Cooks is fine. He can run. He's really fast. But McVay moved off him very quickly. 
Belichick did. Sean Payton did. Uh, he's not solving anything for Dallas. Uh, if CeeDee Lamb twisted an ankle in week two, Brandon Cooks is your number one, you're not, you're not a playoff team. So I'm not anti, but there's some concussions. Uh, how durable, fifth team in eight years, great coaches moved off him. Uh, I, th- I think this has been uh, the offseason of the Dallas Cowboys not adding great players, hopefully learning a lesson. Do not pay a running back two years early because the owner likes him. And do not wait until the very end so Dak Prescott has more and more momentum. Pay him early, pay him in the 20s, not the 40s. I got nothing against Dak, but he's Kirk Cousins with a better brand. You can't be paying him top of the market. It's like paying Ryan Tannehill top of the market. You can't do it. You're, you just can't do it. You can't afford good players. So that's where we stand today. Colin right, Colin wrong uh, next hour. Uh, something else that jumped out to me over the weekend. So when I watch college football, if you watch an SEC game or even a Michigan-Ohio State, Michigan-Penn State, LSU-Georgia, when you watch big games, it looks a lot like the NFL. Four wide NFL bodies everywhere. Because in college football, you have to stay minimum three years. Most guys stay four. But in college basketball, you don't. You can one and done it. So there's a lot of young, talented players. Uh, I've always said college basketball is a bit like an airport. Nobody, you know, nobody really wants to be there very long, uh, especially if they're talented. It's an apartment complex. It's an airport. People want to get there, get situated, get in the next plane, get in the next place to live. But Drew Timmy's fascinating. So I think sometimes it bothers college basketball fans that some of their best players are not built for the NBA. Drew Timmy's not built for the NBA. He would be exposed defensively. He doesn't shoot from the perimeter. He's a back-to-the-basket, mostly old-school guy who's a tremendous college player. Uh, he blocks some shots at the college level. Not that he couldn't do that in the NBA, but he's not. I don't. I, I view him as a late second-round player. Um, he doesn't shoot threes like the kid at Purdue. He doesn't shoot threes. Neither one. Both could be exposed. If you go, think about this. If you go to the last ten most outstanding players in the tournament, the last ten, a decade. That's a real fair sample. One has been a stud in the NBA, Anthony Davis. One of 10, 10%. And Anthony Davis is different. Anthony Davis is bigger, longer, stronger, uh, runs the floor, could handle the ball. Uh, It's nothing against Drew Timmy, but I think he is the classic great college basketball player. And that's okay. College basketball doesn't even look like the NBA. In the NBA, if you're 0 for 16 shooting threes, you're in big trouble. Kansas State couldn't hit a three-pointer in the first half. I think they led Kentucky. Michigan State's been terrible at it. And if you watch Michigan State's win, it really came down to defense. They're big, got a couple of crucial blocks at the end of the game, and that's why they won the game. Wasn't about offense. Nobody's, it, very few teams in this tournament now are going to win because of offense. It's a defense and coaching tournament. That's fine. But that's not what the NBA is. Not that defense doesn't matter, but on most regular season nights and a lot of playoff nights, you got to hit threes. You got to score points. Remember this. As people always talk about great defenders, the glove. Glove didn't stop Michael Jordan. Nobody ever stopped Kobe. Bill Russell's the greatest defensive player of all time. Wilt Chamberlain scored 40 and 50 points, I'm sure more than once, against Bill Russell. Wilt Chamberlain scored on everybody. Michael scored on everybody. Kobe scored on everybody. <laughs> You know, right now in the NBA, Kevin Durant can score on everybody. It just doesn't matter. Booker can score on everybody. So, Devin Booker. So, I, I think Drew Timmy is a terrific college player. And that's it. And that's okay. College basketball doesn't look like the NBA at all. College baseball doesn't look, frankly, a lot like Major League Baseball. Uh, but college football does, and that's why it gets bigger ratings. It does look like a reasonable facsimile to the NFL. You're getting three and four. You're getting men playing against men with NFL bodies everywhere, forced to stay into college. Minimum three years. Most guys stay four. Some stay five. It's not what college basketball. A lot of the best players are 19 years old. They're not refined. They're not polished. You see all the time in the NFL where a guy comes into the NFL from college and he, Jamar Chase is immediately an, an elite, elite NFL player. It is Sauce Gardner, elite player. Very rarely do you see a college basketball player come in 
they have weight issues, injury issues. They hit a wall in game 60. Uh, they're, they're not refined offensively. They get exp- Even LeBron James out of high school got totally exposed defensively his first year and a half, two years in the NBA. He could score, great in transition, but he didn't know how to play defense. Been playing high schoolers his whole life. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This league uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, the Michael Jordan mythology in America. Michael was obviously a great player, but it is interesting. Magic Johnson went to 30% more finals. You can criticize Magic. Uh, LeBron James blows all of MJ's awards away, all his records. Mm. You can criticize LeBron. If you ever criticize Michael, it's like, whoa, whoa. And it's all part of the greatest marketing campaign in the history of America for sports, Air Jordan. I like where this is going. No, I mean, that's it, it, he made $220 million last year on it. So Nike revolutionized sports marketing. And the greatest campaign they've ever had is Air Jordan, and Michael earned it. You know, the Jumpman, the logo, it's all earned, but it has, made, it has created this protective shield around Michael that if there's any criticism, all the fanboys, half the people defending him never saw him see him play. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, he's always been a winner. He won in college. A lot of people went at Carolina, Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, been a lot of players that, well, the Olympics. Yeah, he had some help on that team beating Tunisia. Okay. <laughs> Nobody's saying Michael's not great, but right. Michael's early career was marked by a lot of scoring and mm. pissing off teammates. And then Phil Jackson showed up. Mm. And then he went to baseball. That didn't work. And then he came back with Pippen again. Didn't win any championship. He won one playoff series without Pippen ever. One. Oh. And so, and then he gets out of it, goes to Washington. That's a mess. Ownership. He made a lot of money. Michael's always been good at uh, elevating Michael and deserves all the credit for him. I'm sure air will be unbelievable. I'll be rooting for the Michael Jordan story tonight. Uh, Anything Affleck and Damon do, I love. But the point is, Magic's had 30, every superstar in the history of sports you can criticize, except Michael. I was at games. I watched him. He had bad nights. He was selfish. He he was hard to play with at times. By the way, he punched the teammate. And you know what the reaction was? Well, he's very competitive. He's a leader. Draymond punched the teammate. Out of the league. <laughs> What's the difference? Draymond doesn't have that force field, that Nike yeah. force field around him. Michael was relentless, sometimes a bad teammate, and probably the most glamorous basketball player and the best basketball player ever. Check, check. I'm a huge MJ fan. But it, it, that, that Air yeah. Jordan marketing effort by the greatest marketing sports company in the history of the world, Nike create, you know, we had, we've had presidents and politicians like this where Ronald Reagan for a while was so popular. He joked about bombing Russia and we all went, ah, he's just your crazy old grandpa. That's what popularity does. Yeah. How many, uh, how many rings for Jordan without Phil Jackson? And how many the- playoff series wins series wins without Pippen? Oh, Again, and, and by the way, when Jordan left, when he quit in, I think it was what it was ninety. They went from 94. fifty-seven wins to fifty-five. Yeah, it's amazing. Scottie Pippen led the team to that many wins. If Hugh Hollins makes a call, he should have. They get to the finals. And again, this isn't yeah. criticism. These are all facts. By the way, what happens when LeBron leaves a team like Cleveland? They crash or Miami. They're literally oh, oh, awful. Oh, interesting. And what LeBron's won with different coaches at every stop, Three multiple franchises. Anywhere he goes, they win championships. That's Everywhere. what happens. And by the way, none of this is a criticism. These are just all facts. Yeah. I always think it's interesting. Michael punched a teammate, a beloved teammate. He's very competitive. Draymond punches, not a beloved, you know, kind of a bench player who trash talks a lot. Jordan Poole, talented, not a beloved oh. figure. And it's like, throw him out of the league. Well, it, can't he be relentless and competitive too? He's an intimidating player. That's, you know, I don't think either one was in the right but let's be fair about it. Let's be reasonable. You can't want to have one guy thrown out of the league and the other guy, well, he's just a very competitive guy. It's weird. You can you just said a bunch of nice things about Michael Jordan, but it, someone on the internet will cherry pick one or two, maybe negative, which are facts, and all of a sudden you hate Michael Michael's Jordan. the most relentless player I've ever seen, the best looking, the most glamorous, the coolest, the most the best offensive player. Well, Kareem's the best the, offensive the player. The best finisher at game. He, he won Michael's him at the end unbelievable. Of games. Yeah. So put that on your little rant. Yeah. But but in the end, 
he was flawed like everybody else. He struggled with teammates. He ran through coaches. The Washington situation was a mess. Uh, the pre-Phil stuff in Chicago, he was going through coaches and teammates. But remember, he was going against the Celtics and the Pistons, Colin. They were loaded. That's the argument against Jordan. He was too young. Okay. I'm not. I, this isn't anti-Michael. I'm going to watch. I don't go to movie premieres. I'm going because out of respect, I think he's great. And the I movie's going to be awesome. By the way, yeah. the MJ documentary is the best sports documentary of my life. I, th- I the 10-part. Oh, oh, right, right, I right. thought it was absolute. And then, by the way, the, the whole, I gave him three months yeah. of free publicity. I thought, this is unbelievable. Yeah. I made me love, in fact, I said after that, they tried to pick apart some bad Michael stuff. I'm like, I like him more. Yeah. Well, w- w- Michael but, had final say over everything but on that, remember, just for the record. Eastern yeah. religion is within. Western religion, America, Ooh. is worshiping. Wor- men worship other men. It's like, Michael wasn't perfect. Michael had flaws. Michael had bad games. Michael was tough to deal with. Michael's always been good about elevating Michael. Michael's made Michael rich. Even in this Charlotte mess. You you call that a morass? It's just awful. But again, he made a bunch of money. And I don't resent any of it. He he was really a convergence of so many things. Uh, Grace and toughness. Winning. Looks. Glamour. Style. But he had two fills. Phil Knight. And Phil Jackson mm. that took him from great player to iconic legend that you can't criticize. And it's like, I love Brady. He's got flaws. Human. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, it's the Herd. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Any. That's right. To celebrate college basketball's most frenzied time of the year, it's here. DraftKings is giving new customers a shot to rack up bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code heard once again, new customers. Bet 5 and get 150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, code HERD, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Where Colin was right? Well, I speculated Aaron Rodgers... Green Bay Jets was being held up because he probably asked the Jets to go get some players for him. A couple hours later, Diana Rossini came out with a wish list that included Packer players. Now, Aaron denied it, but it should be noted the Jets did sign Alan Lazard, who they certainly wouldn't have signed 
if not for pursuing Aaron Rodgers, who wanted a veteran receiver who we like. So we got that one right on Aaron. Where Colin was wrong. <sighs> Duke. That Duke winning the title. John Shire had a very good year one, 27-9. They played well down the stretch, but they were outclassed by Tennessee. This was not a good break. Tennessee was a significantly better team. Um, their defense shut down on Duke, and they won and should have won. Where Colin was right. Baker Mayfield signed with the Bucks, a backup financial contract, fourth team, six seasons. It's funny all the fanboys that used to bang on me, they went awfully quiet. They disappeared, vanished. Maybe internet's not working at their little house. Uh, Baker Mayfield was always a reach at number one, and his personality as chutzpah eventually wore people out. The, now, I got nothing against Baker. Uh, he is one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the world. I'm sure he'll win a handful of games down in Tampa, but this is a backup quarterback contract. The days of building around him are over, and probably the days of starting long-term are over. Where Colin was wrong. My Warriors' optimism is fading. They have uh, lost six of their last ten. Do you know they haven't won a road game since January? Uh, Andrew Wiggins' absence? It's a private matter, and it's very possible he won't return. They have fallen to seventh in the West. And the truth is, they've tried to bridge a gap between the old and young guys this year. It's been hard. Wiggins' absence makes it just too hard defensively to get stops. Uh, They feed off the energy at home. You put them on the road without that energy, and they're just an incredibly average team. Where Colin was right. Been critical of John Calipari for years. I know he loves his players. He really does. And I know he's a great salesman. But in the end, the last three years, he's gone 9-16, and 16, got bounced out of the tournament by St. Saint- Peter's, and this year got, got beat by a less talented team. Kansas State has some good players, but they're not as talented as Kentucky. 11 years, no titles. Uh, they can't be this average. I do think they're kind of trying to figure out, do they want to be transfer portal or one and done? I think they're best served going back to the high school all-star stuff. Next year, they have like four or five great high school players. That feels glamorous. It feels very much on brand for Calipari in Kentucky, and I do expect them to bounce back with a good year. Where Colin was wrong. I, the Dan Campbell thing in Detroit, now you got Cam Sutton saying players around the league want to play for him. Uh, they had a very good free agent class. They went and fixed their secondary. They got a good B, B-plus running back out of Chicago. So I got to give them credit. Um, you know, those players aren't going to Detroit because of their historic success. They're going there because they like Dan Campbell. So the Lions coach, who may have butchered that opening press conference, he's got some alpha. I think last week somebody, maybe J-Mac, you compared him a little bit to Mike Tomlin and Mike Vrabel. He's sort of a guy's guy, big emotion, and the players like him. I was wrong. Where Colin was right. The Celtics, hmm, five and five in their last ten. I've got doubts about this team. I don't think they'll beat Milwaukee. I have doubts about them in close games. They lost to the Rockets recently. I I question their head coach. Is he a playoff coach that can go toe-to-toe with a Doc Rivers or an Eric Spolstra? Uh, Budenholzer. I don't I don't know if he is. Um, and I also I always question Jason Tatum, who I think is a top eight nine player I'm not doubting that but there are times when I watch the Celtics in close games where it feels like the alpha is Jalen Brown and Tatum's just a really the more talented player but uh, the Celtics right now have uh, dropped a third where Colin was wrong well the betting markets have CJ Stroud right now as the number one quarterback to go I think he's fine. I I don't see the wow in him. I think he's talented, and depending on where he lands, he could be successful. But I've said before, I think Bryce Young from Alabama is much more polished, uh, could walk into the NFL and play right now. I don't know. Bryce Young's small, uh, 195, 5'10 and a half. I don't know how long it lasts, but the betting markets right now with Carolina, the number one pick, have them going after C.J. Stroud, and I was wrong. Where Colin was right... I have been on the offensive head coach bandwagon for years. Three teams that I thought did really well in free agency. Cincinnati offensive coach went and got a star left tackle. Carolina, Adam Thielen adding offensive pieces. Frank Wright, offensive coach. And I think Denver's crushed it, rebuilt their offensive line. Offensive head coach Sean Payton. Meanwhile, Ron Rivera showing no urgency at quarterback. And Chicago paid two linebackers. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. 
So J-Mac was saying, when are we going to talk about the draft? So TJ Hushmanzada, 11 years in the NFL, Pro Bowler, uh, works with a lot of these young kids. He was the one that three years ago came on this show and said, Justin Herbert is going to be great. And we were like, great. And he was great. He he gives us all these pre-draft gems. So you're working with the young quarterbacks again. Yeah, we're just talking with J-Mac. I know J-Mac likes to hoop. You don't want to see Bryce or CJ on the basketball court. So let's talk Bryce Young. Athlete? Very, very athletic. Like, Bryce is super athletic. Can hoop, can play basketball. Like, on the field, he'll just mess around and do releases. Like, that's receiver work. It's quick. Looks good doing that. He's just, he can pretty much do whatever. He's that good of an athlete. Okay. Uh, not big. Kind of light. 195. He's not tall. He's gotten thicker. He's put on some weight. He's consistently 200 every day. Every day. So you, you guys weigh him? Well, I ask him. What you weigh? He just smiles. 204, okay. 205, 202. How's his arm strength? Very good. Like, he's so accurate. Like, yeah, he arm is. strength can be overrated at times. If you throw with anticipation, um, it doesn't matter. We got some guys out there that can run. John Ross is out there. He overthrowing Ross. And it's not, and Ross can run. You know, he was the like, fastest guy in the combine. Can years. run. And, and so Bryce is just extremely accurate, throws in anticipation. If you just watch when we're training, like he'll put his body in certain situations. Guys running a deep over route. Bryce is drifting one way, throws the ball accurately in stride. You don't, it's not, it's always a good throw. Always. Yeah. He sees the field well. Uh, quick release. You say good enough arm and super athletic. Super athletic, and he, when he's not getting out of the pocket to run, he's getting out of the pocket to throw to throw the ball, and that's what you want. And that's today's quarterback is the most successful ones that are mobile, but they're mobile to throw, not mobile to run. All right, C.J. Stroud's another California kid, goes to Ohio State, very accurate, good size. Here's my knock: <clears throat> What's the it? Where is he great? I see a lot of good. Where's the juice? Where's the wow? In you don't know with any of these guys coming out, but CJ's a bigger guy. Another guy, extremely accurate, really good arm. What I like about CJ is this is off the field. Whoever the 50, and I was, I've told people this, whoever's the 53rd guy on the roster, he's going to make them feel like they're the first guy on the roster. Nice guy. That's just who he is. He's going to make everybody feel important. And that goes a long way when you're the quarterback where you feel like, oh, I may be on a practice squad or I may not play. He's not going to treat them that way. That's off the field. On the field, I think because he played with Ohio State and their receivers are constantly getting drafted well, to the league. Well, they're unbelievable. They're, they're like all great. But you go look at the quarterbacks of the last few years that have been drafted outside of Herbert, their receivers go to the league and do well. I mean, you look at – uh, Joe Burrow with Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, two of the top five receivers in the league. Yeah. You look what Bryce Young played with at Alabama. He's going to play with better receivers at Alabama that he's going to go to the league and play with. And, and so I don't hold that against CJ that he played with really good receivers. He's accurate. He has a really good arm. He's smart. He understands the game of football. But these kids need to get drafted to a team that's not in chaos. You want something to be functional, not dysfunctional. You go to a dysfunctional franchise. You uh, have to be Trevor Lawrence good. You have to be like Andrew Luck. And you can be Trevor Lawrence good. If Urban Meyer stays there, they don't win. Trevor Lawrence is going to be considered a bust. So let's go. Who else do you got in camp? Will Levis? Will Levis is with uh, Jordan Palmer. Let me ask this. He's a little muscular for my taste. He's not real fluid. Big arm. Is he fluid enough? He throws the ball differently. Yeah, um, it's weird. He's got to, you, you. But it's, it's, it's different. It is different when you watch the other guys throw. It, it's His throwing motion is different. But, man, it's what you said. He's big. He's muscular. But I don't, I don't know if he's too muscular. He just kind of reminds me of Tim Couch, even though they went to Kentucky. A big guy, good size, really good arm. He's mobile. Only thing that concerns me is uh, – you couldn't play at Penn State. You couldn't play at Penn State, and then you go to Kentucky because you couldn't beat out Sean Clifford at Penn State. That concerns me. Now, could it be 
politics that that happens a ton in college football. I mean, Joe Burrow transferred, so um, and he's better than R.J. Barrett. Wasn't that the name of the quarterback? Yes, yeah. yes, and Dwayne Haskins yeah. and, and those guys. J, what, what, what it was? J.T. Barrett. J.T. Barrett. My, my bad, sorry. So his throw motion is different. Will Levis. The key to this, like Jordan Palmer does a hell of a job training these guys and teaching them coverage and teaching them um, how to manipulate defenses. He does a, I've been around him so much, he does a really good job at that. If you take to that coaching, you're going to be DTRs out there. think he looks good throwing the ball. Okay, how about – do you have Anthony Richardson? No. Okay. But I, I spent some time with Anthony Richardson. I went to the combine. I was there the whole week. What did you make of it? Who stood out to you? Hey, let me ask you this. So give me a receiver that you thought was really good at the combine. Wow, just one? Oh, well, there's a bu- obviously there's an abundance of them. These are the guys that I thought were good players at the combine receivers. I like Tank Dell from Houston, Zay Flowers, Josh Downs, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Michael Wilson from Stanford, Mingo from Ole Miss, Quentin Johnson from TCU, and it all, was a all look like NFL guys. Yes, and it was a kid from uh, South Carolina. I believe his last name was Brooks. Okay, for me, those are the guys that I, that stood out to me. That was about seven receivers, <laughs> and they all looked the part. Oh, yeah. Flowers is a little small, but like explosive. Tank Dell, Zay Flowers, Josh Downs, they're all shorter so receivers. what did you think of Ant, uh, Richardson at the Combine? I thought Richardson, uh, super athletic, really, really good arm. Can you, fix, can you fix the accuracy? They fixed Josh Allen. I mean, Josh Allen was able to get it fixed. And so that was one thing that people said, oh, I don't know if you're inaccurate in college, you're going to be inaccurate. Josh Allen is kind of no, I watched blown him in that college. Up. He was inaccurate, and he didn't start a ton of games, and that concerns me. But this is what I will say: we had a meeting uh, at the combine. He was actually part of my group, and after that meeting, he just pulled me to the side and was like, "Man, I just want to kind of pick your brain." And I, and I thought that was impressive. He didn't have to do that. Talk to him. Um, we exchange text messages now here and there. I root for him. I hope he does well. But again. He's going to have to be a guy that sits similar to what Jordan Love has done, what Aaron yeah. Rodgers did behind Brett Favre if he's to be successful because it's hard when you start so few games in college. Let's go to the Jordan Love thing. Did you have him? Did. We okay. did. Okay. So he's tall enough. Uh, he moves very, very well. Um, it was funny. In college, he had a very good uh, year before his last year. Now, that could have been he lost offensive linemen. He lost a coach. So he had a very good year of college. Then he came back and didn't play as well. Give me his strength. Give me if, if I'm a Packer fan, Jordan loves strength when you saw him and something that concerns you. His strength was his his size. Yeah, his arm is. strength. But now when I when he came in, I believe it was that Philadelphia game. Um, went six for nine. Think he threw for 111, 114 yards and a touchdown. I was really impressed. Yeah, and. Aaron Rodgers is a trailblazer, man. Like, all these young kids want to be like him. His motion, the way he was throwing the ball, was just like Aaron Rodgers. And that was different than what he was. And so that So when's show, the last time you saw Jordan Love? On the field? Uh, like, you work with him. Oh, work when, when he was coming out. Okay. But I've seen him on the field last year, last okay, offseason. Yeah. But it's, just, it's different. So he now throws – he's got the Aaron motion. Yes, and I, and I think a lot of these young kids – Everybody growing up now, all the high school kids, they're all mimicking Aaron Rodgers, all of them, every last one of them. And, you know, it's interesting with Aaron. He he, kind of throws going backwards. You know, he can do it because his arm's so strong. Aaron mechanically is so unique. It reminds me years ago, like, I grew up with a baseball player named Joe Morgan, and then there was John Cruck. And then then you see golfers who have wacky stances, or there are these guys that just go against mechanics. You know what I think, though, Colin? If you talk to the Jordan Palmers and the John Becks and Adam DeDose, Taylor Kellys of the world, they'll tell you what Aaron Rodgers, how he throws the ball is how it should have been taught. And now that's what they're teaching. That's what they're Where teaching. Where does he get his – Brady got his leverage from his hips. Where does Aaron get it from? It's the hips. It, it's, it's – if you equate it to baseball, when you get in a stretch – your lower body goes first, your upper body stays back. When you get your upper body ahead of your lower body, that's when the mechanics get out of whack. 
And so a lot of this, all these sports intertwine. It's just like playing baseball. Get in the stretch. Let the lower half go first. Upper half come second. All right. So <clears throat> would you draft your GM, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, first pick go? Wow. Man, they're going to be mad at me, one of them. <laughs> I would probably uh, – I'd go C.J. Wow. Size? Yeah, and – Bryce, Bryce is going to be – CJ needs to go where he's – Bryce is just a different person mentally. Like, Bryce can go anywhere, and he's going to be successful because of his temperament. Um, he doesn't get too high, too low. Like, just the way he carries himself, CJ needs to go somewhere where the coach believes in him. Yeah. You got guys that can make plays because he's, he's a little more fiery than Bryce is. A little more talkative than what Bryce is. Um, but I would probably go – I'd probably go CJ. Wow. I like that. One thing I like about Bryce, when I saw his high school stuff, and I've seen it in college, he sees the entire field well. A lot of young quarterbacks see parts of it. Like a lot of guys come out of college, and they've only been coached to see the right side of the field, two receivers. I always feel like Bryce sees the field. Kind of, he moves around, his head's moving. He's, he's smart. He's yeah. good. He processes so fast. And some like, guys, Mahomes is like that. Insane he did, processor. He was taught at an early age to process. And we were just, it's funny, we were just talking about this on Friday, me and Bryce. He was like, there's one thing to understand what to do. But when you say set hut, can you process it fast enough? We just had this discussion on Friday that. A lot of guys can tell you what to do and they'll break it down. But when you have to do it and that pass rush is coming, it's different. It's yeah. completely different. There was that big trade in at the top of the draft. So do you think they're going up for C.J. Stroud? We believe it might be Anthony Richardson because that's mm. a big haul, T.J., to go up for a guy like C.J. Stroud, who there's debate if he's even the best quarterback in the draft. I think they're going to get Bryce. I really do. That's I think the Panthers are going to go draft Bryce Young. I don't think they'll give up that to uh, draft Anthony Richardson. This? I'll throw this. It, I believe that Bryce Young would be the best quickly because I, I do believe he's a pro quarterback now. I don't know how long he'll last, that body. But my takeaway with Bryce is between the pro coaching he got with Bill O'Brien and the, and the football power he came from and his accuracy, that he'll be able to walk in and start day one in the league and, and it'll look comfortable. Is that, do you think that's true? Yeah, Bryce should be able to start Week right, right that's, away. That's what I think. He Week. should be able to. But who's he throwing it to? Keep your eye on Carolina's having a pretty interesting offseason. I mean, they just signed Adam Thielen. Okay, that's one. They're going after DJ Chark. He can run. If he can stay healthy, he's a good player. So, so they traded up to go for the smallest quarterback ever to go in the top ten. I, the I just don't believe Frank Wright being a rookie head coach or his first-year head coach in uh, Carolina you're not tying your job to Anthony Richardson. It's okay. just too much what if. I, I don't believe they'll do that. Okay. But you, you and I agree. Bryce Young can start Thursday after Labor Day and be functional and efficient. I believe that. Yes. I think he's much more polished. Even Justin Fields, but he's more polished. He's ready to play in the NFL now. Bryce is good, man. Like, if you could just see him working out and how just how accurate. Like, he's throwing receivers he's never thrown with, and he's accurate. All the time. Very exciting. Yeah, this is going to be exciting. Your mock draft has changed. Coming up. This just changed everything. But who's And you get on the court, you'll give you Wilson. buckets. Remember when you uh, told me about Zach Wilson? Zach you is extremely athletic. Um, yeah. You go to a team that isn't ready, <laughs> and this is what happens. They were When they were ready, he wasn't ready. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Still stinks. All right, Hopefully uh, he can learn. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, Gainbridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder Gainbridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today at Gainbridge.io. I've been telling you about Tacova's boots for a long, long time. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for my listeners. Tacova's will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of 100 bucks at Tacovas.com. Just use the code HERD at checkout. All you got to do, H E R D. That's H-E-R-D at Decovas.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west.